We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. Hello, everyone. Nathan Unruh here, and I'm excited. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Eric McDonald. He's got a, just a fascinating story of a company he built from your basement. Yeah, started in my basement. And it's grown a company that here has just recently exited. Yep. And it's an amazing journey that he's going to teach us some of his wisdom of how he did it. So let's, let's start there. Eric. Just tell us about the DocuTap story. Yeah, so DocuTap, you know, early on uh, being... 1999, early 2000, so 22 years ago, which is kind of crazy for me to think of. It took 22 years to build what we have today. Uh, but I had the idea of creating an electronic medical record that ran on a handheld device. And again, this is like 10 years before the iPad ever came out. So we were a little ahead of our time. And ultimately, that's what we did. And we focused on one niche within healthcare. And it was just the urgent care, acute care space. Uh, and we did that really well. Mm-hmm. So as you went through that journey of 2000, the company started, right? Yeah. And you created this handheld solution. Why a handheld solution? I mean, we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. We weren't in iPhone days. Then. No. Yeah. You know, just to rattle off a few, you know, a few old company names like the BlackBerry, the Handspring, and the Palm Pilot. Those were the three big names at the time. And when I saw those devices and I saw the software that was running on them, I'm like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is the future. Right. Uh, Is what we now know as a a mobile app. Yeah. And and so, you know, at the time, I'm like, all right, what vertical can I go after? What can I build that's going to be running on a handheld? Yeah. And so the idea of healthcare actually came after the idea of a handheld solution. So that was really the... The foundational component is something that you can kind of carry with you and access like a critical piece of information. And, and I landed on healthcare, the medical record. Yeah, so what I want you to hear there, ladies and gentlemen, is that Eric is not a physician. No. You cut your teeth as a developer, computer developer. Uh, yeah, I'm a computer geek, computer science, mathematics. So you see that of being able to see around corners in a belief system of going and seeing something that's coming before it's even even there. Yeah. And, sir, and, and the number of people that told me, there is no way you can do this. Yeah. You're going to create on a handheld device like every symptom, every attribute that could ever happen to the human body, all of the physical examination findings, the social history, the family history. Like right. all, You start pulling apart that medical record and like people just, I mean, they, they laughed at me. Um, there's no way you can do that. Yeah, phenomenal. So just to, to put things in context here, recently when the company exited, yep. talk about that number because it's astronomical. Yeah, you know, in the tech world, they always talk about unicorns. A unicorn is a company that's valued at north of a billion dollars, so more than a billion dollars. And never in a million years would I have thought that the company that I started in my basement would turn into a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I remember distinctly sitting with my CFO back in about 2007, 2008, and we were just like, man, can you imagine if the company Mm -hmm. could be sold for $40 Mm -hmm. 
million dollars, <laughs> right? And about three months ago, it sold for one point two five billion with a B. Oh, yeah, congratulations! It's amazing. So, thinking about that journey as an entrepreneur, seeing around that corner, being able to develop something that nobody said could happen. What was one of the toughest things as an entrepreneur? You know, it, it was honestly the, the core component was vision. Mm-hmm. Was essentially, and it wasn't that I didn't have a vision. It's how do you cast that vision mm-hmm. continually for your employees? Yeah, that was that was one of the hardest things. Okay, I want to pull that apart. So talk to me about vision. What, what, was, what is a vision to you and what was important about casting that vision? Yeah, vision is, is something that's super easy for me and also very hard to kind of implement. And the reason is, is my vision was always in my head. I was always kind of dreaming. I kind of knew what it was. And the, the, where it was really hard, but also like the most important was the rest of the team had to know it. Right. Okay. And it also, while it needs to change, mm-hmm. it can't be constantly changing. If your vision for the company changes every month and a half, two months, your team's going to kill you. Okay? Yeah. Uh, it needs to be documented. You need to get it on paper. Mm-hmm. And I think at least for me and many entrepreneurs I've talked with, they just want to be able to say it once, and then they're going to be like, I, I already told you what the vision was. Like, and and yeah. as a great leader... Uh, we have to learn to constantly keep that vision out there. Yeah. So whether this is with your board of directors, mm-hmm. all right, board, remember, this is the vision of the company. This is what we're trying to build towards, okay? Mm-hmm. Having it clearly documented and, you know, honestly repeating it over and over and over is just, it's super important. And without that, um, your team is going to struggle a little bit. I also think back to like Simon Sinek. You know, what's the why behind this? Those two kind of go hand in hand is the, is the vision and then the why. Yeah. And as a, as an entrepreneur, as a computer geek, Mm -hmm. um, I often just wanted to say it once and assume that was good. So what I hear there is one of your key roles as a leader, especially as the, the founder, the entrepreneur is be being the chief reminding officer. It is, but beyond just the CEO, I do believe that every leader needs to have this component for them mm-hmm. and their team. Mm-hmm. And so if your CEO is the only one that's reminding of what the vision is, mm-hmm. but you're leading a team of five people, 10 people, 20 people, and you don't, you're still missing out there. And so I think that mm-hmm. every leader has to continually be reminding their team, okay, remember, here's where we're going. And here's why we're going this direction. Right. And it's so easy just to just want to sail past that and do. Right. Uh, get into the trenches and just come in and start fighting. Yeah. Well, so when I think about vision, as I hear you talk, it's, it's not make, knowing every little tiny detail. And I think you have a great analogy to describe that when you talk to me about that air, airplane analogy sure. as you're navigating this vision. That's a great example um, in the sense that when, you know, the analogy was that when we were building DocuTap, it, it often felt like we were building a plane in flight. <laughs> like we, we, we had enough where we got the plane off the ground, but we like had to swap out engines and we had actually, mid-air. yeah, mid air. <laughs> um, and part of that is, okay, we got the vision up there. Mm-hmm. 
and the jets are kind of working, but we need to swap jets out, you know, the engines out, uh, put, you know, uh, windows in the plane, like name the analogy, but it, that's very accurate for a lot of like technology startup companies, startup companies in general, if you're in kind of a hyper growth mode, mm -hmm. you often have that vision, but some of the finer details have to be refined. And there are times where you can't just wait for the plane to like get fully finished before it takes off. Hey, we got to get moving. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, uh, it felt very much for a lot of years that we were always swapping the plane out in flight. So I, I can about imagine that during this period of time that that feeling of swapping these parts out in flight can get very exhausting. Yes. Can get to a lot of leaders, just burns them out or burns the team out. So talk about inner drive. How do you, how'd you stay motivated, inspired, and how did you keep others motivated and inspired towards this vision? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different attributes uh, that leaders need to have. Mm -hmm. And one of them is that kind of that inner drive. Yeah. Is that kind of deep, hey, we're going we're gonna to plow through this. And I definitely had to have that. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of days where uh, we almost threw in the towel. Like, um, it's easy to just think about all your, your big successes and think, well, DocuDap never had hard days. No, like we almost closed the doors eight, ten different times. Wow. And so, yeah, we definitely had to have kind of that deep drive to kind of push through all of the hard mm -hmm. um, in, in order to make this thing successful. Yeah. So you bring up other attributes, being inner drive being one of them. And yes. what I hear there in this conversation is that, number one, you've got to have a vision. You've got to repeat that vision. You've got to have an inner drive, which is really about resistance hates persistence. But I want to dive into attributes of a leader. And you have a great analogy that when you're looking at the early days that you needed wartime leaders versus peacetime leaders. So pull that apart for us. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't something that I realized till after the fact. And um, when you're growing at the rates that we were, like we were going from, from an employee perspective, 20 employees to 60, 60 to 120, wow. 120 to 350. <clears throat> I mean, those are significant growth rates. Uh, and the same thing is said on the client side where we're going from, uh, you know, 50 clinics to 200, 200 to 1,000. Like, as you make those jumps, you're pushing really, really hard with your team. Mm -hmm. And I would find leaders that have a knowledge and a background in a specific area. And I would think, oh, they're going to be perfect for this. And what I realized was those leaders had often been, had never built those things. They were just there to maintain them. So I would pull them out of a large organization and they would come lead this organization. But in our organization, I need somebody that's going to go build this, right? Like not, not maintain a team of, you know, 50 engineers or 50 sales reps. Like, no, I need you to go build it. And so there was kind of this realization that there's, there's oftentimes two different types of leaders. And I've heard it said once that you've got like wartime leaders that are going to lead in the middle of a war. 
And that type of leadership is going to be a different type of leadership than if you're a peacetime leader. You, hey, we're just kind of here to maintain and keep things in place. And, um, I, you know, I made that mistake a couple times until I realized, okay, hey, I'm missing something here. I need people that are really going to go build, not maintain. Yeah. And so, you know, that was a component for our environment. Uh, I wouldn't say that every one of my leaders at all times had to have that. Yeah. Different than trust. Mm. Trust, for example, I would say like every one of your leaders, you need to be able to trust. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that component, you're in real trouble. Yeah. And again, I had a leader that we had recruited across the country, brought in, um, and this individual, he knew his stuff cold. Mm -hmm. uh, we were missing trust. Nobody trusted him. And ultimately, his, his time there at DocuTap was short-lived uh, because nobody could trust him. And that happened in two different environments, separated by probably four years. But trust was one of the most important components. Mm -hmm. Different than someone else who, who lacked the experience, but everybody trusted them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so trust is, is another component that's just absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've seen and read something similar from like Navy SEALs, where Navy mm -hmm. SEALs are like, hey, the most important component is, is not how physically fit you are. It's can I trust you? Right. And um, I think it's really true within our organizations. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it was at DocuTap. Yeah. So when we look at the attributes, what I'm hearing there is, first of all, those wartime leaders have to understand the vision. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to own it. They got to trust each other. They got to have each other's back. Yep. And they've got to be resilient and persistent to build. Yeah. On the trust thing, you know, Oftentimes it was, do I believe what you're saying? You know, do, do you do what you say you're going to do? Mm -hmm. And when, when you're updating the team, is the information accurate or not? Because as soon as you just get that, that breakdown of trust, like I don't trust what Larry or Sally is telling me, all of a sudden you just get this massive friction within the teams. Yeah. So it, I think it goes beyond just, hey, do they have my back? Like mm -hmm. what you'd expect from a Navy SEAL environment. Right. In our environment, it's literally just the information that can be coming from our leaders. Do I trust what they're saying or not? Right. You've had the opportunity to hear from Eric McDonald in his path, in what he's learned to become a better leader, to develop leaders. And he took a company from the basement of his house as a computer geek Yep. In an industry that wasn't even there and went to 1.25 billion. There's so many nuggets here and so much wisdom that we can go back and look at and what can we take away to help strengthen our own personal leadership and strengthen our organizations. So Eric, any parting wisdom? You know, it, it's uh, don't be afraid to learn. Like, you know, humble yourself like we've talked about. Surround yourself with, with people that you want to be mentored by. Uh, the things that I've walked through, those didn't just come to me. I didn't download that from the internet and just instantly get it. Um, I surrounded myself with mentors that mentored me and I honestly had to learn from my mistakes. So surround yourself with good leaders, keep learning, learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Well, thanks for doing this. Absolutely. So proud of you and what you've created, it's amazing. 
Thanks, Nathan. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com.